Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the October 14th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you by my own consulting firm, Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. You can learn more about my business at my website, www.janiceallenjackson.weebly.com. Today, as you might imagine, like many others, I looked at the long line of people who are surrounding Augustus Bell Auditorium waiting to vote. As I saw that unfold Monday morning, bright and early before the polls even opened, uh, I was delighted to see that there were so many people who were interested in exercising their right to vote. But at the same time, I began to wonder if those, can't, those uh, voters had carefully looked at those individuals who are seeking seats on our school board. There was one other thing that happened this week to let me know how important it is that we listen to these candidates. A few days ago, I was talking to somebody and they were saying that, you know, the city makes decisions about what schools get closed and what schools get renovated and that sort of thing. And I had to immediately correct that person because that's entirely wrong. But what that points out is that people do not know what they elect school board members to do. And if they don't know what the role is of the school board in relationship to the commission, they may skip those races altogether. But that is the last thing we want to do. So today, in order to get prepared for our school board races, I have candidates from two races. First, I have candidates from the District 8 race. That district is currently represented by Jimmy Atkins. I also have Ms. Yolanda Holly, who is his challenger. Ms. Holly will go first, then we'll hear from Mr. Atkins. After that, we will hear from the candidates who are running for District 10. Uh, first, we'll hear from Ms. Helen Minshew. She is the incumbent in that seat. And then we'll hear from her challenger, who is Mr. Christopher Mullins. My special guest today is Ms. Yolanda Holly. She is a candidate for Richmond County Board of Education, District 8. And she is here today to tell us more about her priorities for the school board if she is elected, as well as her greatest accomplishments in her public life. Ms. Holly, how are you doing today? I am well, how are you? Great, great. Thanks so much for joining me. If you could respond to the question related to your greatest accomplishments in your public life, please tell our listeners what that is. Okay, well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for the opportunity um, to having me on your show and to be able to speak to your listeners for them to get a good idea of who I am and what I stand for. Um, one of my greatest accomplishments in public life, I feel, um, is one of my personal goals that I set for myself, and that was to receive my master's degree. Um, I received my master's degree in human services. Education is important to me, um, and I wanted to instill that in my daughter. I am a single parent. So I wanted to make sure that she, she, and not only my daughter, but other students that are around me and other children that are around me, um, that it was important for me that they see that you can set goals and that you can accomplish them. Um, it's, it's hard work, but if you put in the time and you're consistent, then you can accomplish the things that you want. And so being that I've always been someone that 
helped out in the community, whether it's in the church or in the school. And people have looked to me as a mentor and as a leader, being able to accomplish those goals outside of the hardships that I've, you know, I faced. I've received public assistance. I've worked jobs where I've barely made ends meet. But through it all, with the help of God and my family, um, and the people that support me, my village, because the village is very important to me, um, with the help of everyone, I was able to accomplish those goals. And with that master's degree, I'm able to accomplish and achieve some of the things that I've done and that I'm going to continue to do. All right. Thank you for that response. And now, uh, directly related to how you would approach uh, being a school board member if you are elected, please tell us what your priorities would be if you are serving, if you do get the opportunity to serve on the board? If I give the opportunity to serve on the school board, my priority first and foremost is going to be the children of Richmond County. I say first and foremost the children because without them, schools as far as doing very well. Uh, I know the schools in my district, District 8, have some opportunities. And those things are, you know, very important that we start to work on, on those things. Um, also, I want to make sure that as a school board member that we assess and we take care of the needs of the whole school system. We have not only students that have needs, but teachers, bus drivers, custodians, um, all the staff members that help to make up the school system, that work hard every day in connection with teachers and principals to make sure that our students are well taken care of. You know, one of my priorities is to make sure that the needs are met so that everyone is able to accomplish the mission of the Richmond County School System. Okay, thank you for that. And we do have a couple of minutes left. So uh, is there anything else you would like to share with our prospective voters in District 8? Um, yes, I would just like to say once again, my name is Yolanda Holly. I am running to represent what I call the Great 8, District 8 in Richmond County. Um, we have amazing schools in District 8. We have amazing teachers, we have amazing parents. And what I would like to do is to have the opportunity to represent the students, the parents, the teachers, the staff, everyone that works for not only District 8, but for Richmond County as a whole, um, is gonna take all of us working together to be able to accomplish the goals that have been set forth, to face the challenges that we have come into contact, especially now in the age of COVID. Um, and to force to bounce back successfully and to rise in the ranks and to make, again, Richmond County and District 8 great. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as I say to all of our candidates, I wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, today, I have Jimmy Atkins, who is an incumbent running to represent you on the school board for District 8. Uh, Mr. Atkins, tell us how long you have been on the school board already. Well, Ms. Jackson, thank you for having me today. Um, I have served four terms on, on the school board, which uh, equates to 16 years. All right, very good. And during the course of that time, 
please tell us what you think is your most significant accomplishment. Um, I would say the most significant accomplishment is number one, being elected four times. Um, that, that's not an easy task. And I, I, I have had the luxury of uh, one time being unopposed, but uh, every other time I've, I've had an opponent and it's always been an uphill battle. But, um, but in my political life, there's been many accomplishments that I'm very proud of. I've served two terms as the president of the school board. Uh, I have um, recently been appointed by Governor Brian Kemp to the Professional Standards Commission. Um, a year and a half ago, I was elected by the Georgia School Board Association to be the District 10 uh, Director and serve on the Board of Directors for the Georgia School Board Association. Um, but, but I would have to say probably my biggest accomplishment that I'm most proud of today um, is the hiring of Superintendent Dr. Kenneth Bradshaw. Um, just a little over a year ago, our superintendent at the time uh, notified myself and our vice president that um, she was in the running for another position um, in another district and another state and could possibly be leaving us. And um, so uh, we put our heads together um, once it became official and, and I went to the other board members and I said, you know, we had Dr. Kenneth Bradshaw here as our deputy superintendent. He had interviewed five years prior to that when we were interviewing for the position and he was in everybody's top three. Um, after Dr. Pringle was hired, she wanted to bring him on as her deputy superintendent. He did a great job and he chose to retire from the state of Georgia, move to Tennessee and take a similar type job and um, when I called him and I said, Dr. Bradshaw, um, the position is open. Would you be interested? His exact words was, I can be there tomorrow. And two weeks later, we were taking a unanimous vote to hire Dr. Bradshaw. And, and to me, that was just an accomplishment. Um, you know, I led the charge on that. I, I made the initial call to Dr. Bradshaw. Um, I made the call to the other board members and, um, you know, a, a lot of school boards nowadays, if they do a six to eight months nationwide search, that sets your system behind. And if we had done that, we would have been faced with not having, we would have had an interim superintendent during a time that a pandemic hit our school system and hit our nation. Um, and and I, I think that, that our, our interim superintendent, um, he would have been able, he would have been more than capable of handling it, but it just was so much better having a full-time superintendent in that role. And Dr. Bradshaw has done a great job. So I, I, when I look back and see that the, the work that was done, I think that it was, um, it was the right decision. And, and, and I will take a lot of credit for, for making that happen. All righty. Uh, and if you are reelected, tell us what would be your top priority going into your next term. Okay. My top priority, I, I'm, I'm already working on it. Um, the pandemic has brought it to light a lot more, um, but that is to um, divide, to, to build a bridge with the digital, digital divide that we have in Richmond County. Not all of our students have technology 
not all of our students have access to internet when they are out of the school building. And to my honest opinion, not having direct access to technology um, now, nowadays is, is, is just like the school bus not coming by and picking you up and taking you to school. You, you, you just, you don't have a way to get to where you need to be. And technology is so much a part of our everyday life. Prime example that you and I, this is several years ago, we wouldn't have been able to communicate this way. Um, but, but we, with the technology, we, we need to have our students um, utilizing it and they can't utilize what they don't have. So my goal is to make sure that we become a one-to-one -one system, meaning that every child in Richmond County has a device and, I don't, not, and a device doesn't do you any good if you don't have access to the internet. So that's the second part. If they're in an area where internet's not available or if their parents just can't afford it, we do have some mobile hotspots that, that um, we recently purchased uh, an additional 5,000 on top of what the school system already owned to help with the uh, virtual learning that we're doing now during this pandemic. So that would be my goal going forward is to make sure every child has the proper technology that they need to be successful. All right, great. And one last question. If our listeners want to learn more about you, uh, where can they go to find out? Okay, um, I have a website, which is reelectjimmyatkins.com. We're also on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Um, those uh, sites are also under reelectjimmyatkins.com. And um, you, can, you can message me through those sites and um, we'll, we'll get back with you. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of information out there about, about me. Um, and all you gotta do is just access that. Uh, and we'll be glad to entertain any, any uh, discussion that anyone may have as, around it as well. Okay. All right. Today I have Miss Helen Minshew. She is a, an incumbent running for re-election in Super District 10. Miss Minshew, how are you doing today? Just fine, Janice, and thank you so much for inviting me to be part of your show. Thank you. First off, tell our listeners how long you have been a member of our Richmond County Board of Education. Janice, I was elected in 2000 and took office January of 2001. So it will be uh, almost 20 years um, in my 19th year on the board. All right, very good. And during that time, uh, tell us about what you think is the most significant thing that you have been able to accomplish. Well, I feel like my greatest accomplishment is being involved with public education, at being an advocate for it. And this actually started back on oh, many decades ago when my children uh, went through the Richmond County school system. I was a very active PTA volunteer uh, for, throughout the whole time that they were in our school system. And I really became involved and uh, just, uh, we really worked hard as far as trying to improve and help and uh, provide uh, extra resources throughout those years. So when uh, my children graduated, 
I wanted to further pursue my interest in advocating for public education and continuing to work to improve all of our schools here in Richmond County. So that is when I decided to run for the board in, in 2000. And then uh, upon being elected, I have been very fortunate, Janice, to work with groups, uh, board members, uh, numerous superintendents I have worked with, but our board members have uh, really worked as a group together, always uh, with the best interest of all of our students in mind. And uh, during my time on the board, again, I've worked with numerous people. We, I feel like we've always worked towards the best interest of our students. But uh, during this time, we ha I have uh, overseen uh, numerous budgets, numerous policies, but primarily we have worked to build, renovate numerous schools throughout our county. We've uh, used our funds to build additional classrooms. We have uh, also consolidated numerous schools and that has helped use our tax money in, in a better way to provide more services uh, to our students and utilize our tax money in a more efficient way. Uh, we've uh, also updated our bus um, buses uh, to uh, provide uh, more uh, recent bus, uh, so to upgrade our and uh, keep our aged buses off of the roads. Um, we've also provided numerous op options for our students, um, talking about um, as far as adding um, the IB program to numerous uh, schools. We have uh, also provided STEM programs, various art programs uh, that any student has a choice of attending if, if, the, if the options are such that this is what their interest is. We continue to have our magnet schools as well as these other magnet programs situated in, in different schools. And, and we established our Richmond County Career and Technical, Technical Magnet School while I've been on the board, as well as provided additional new career path, pathways uh, for our high school students. And we've also um, provided our skill uh, trades uh, centers. Uh, the skill trade center was two years ago established at Josie High School, but it is available to every high school student throughout the county. And we've worked with our um, community, our businesses, uh, and one partnership that has been, was established and is now in its fourth year is uh, with our RPM program, Reaching Potential Through Manufacturing, which is a partnership with our school system and Textron Corporation. And again, this furthers those students that are in need of a skill. Uh, it's directed to those that are on the verge of dropping out and uh, it teaches them a, a very good practical skill training, as well as working a path towards graduation and then employment afterward following graduation in the workforce. So that's uh, some just of the highlights I feel like I've been able to, again, working with 
board members and our superintendents to be able to uh, achieve those uh, for our Richmond County students. Okay, all right, very good. And tell me, going into your next term, if you are successful with your reelection bid, tell us uh, what would be your top priority? Well, our top, my top priority right now is uh, to help continue to facilitate our pathway through this present pandemic environment by uh, continuing to work with our uh, improved academics either through our in-school uh, instruction as well as virtual uh, learning at this point in time to just continue to, again, uh, utilize whatever resources we can put together to um, facilitate academic learning and especially safety uh, of our priority is a safe environment uh, in our schools, in our system throughout, and also for our virtual learners. And hopefully to get to the point where we are back to about as normal as we can hope to be as soon as we can, where all of our students are able to be back in schools doing their usual activities, uh, social groups, uh, and at academic endeavors, and uh, athletics. And, and really, I do want to continue to add to uh, be uh, able to work towards providing so many options, especially continuing what we have in place. Uh, as far as the skill, um, uh, skill trade. Final guest today is Mr. Christopher Mullins. He is a candidate for Richmond County Board of Education, District 10. And he will respond to the same questions as our other candidates. First, Mr. Mullins, uh, tell us what is your greatest accomplishment in your public life? The greatest accomplishment in my public life, it, it wouldn't be one, but it would actually be two. Okay. Um, actually, when I was in my undergraduate at Florida a University, I was mentoring a young guy. I won't give his name because, I mean, that'll be too much, but I was mentoring a young guy, and he was about 13 to 14 when I met him. And, I mean, his mom was working 50 to 60 hours a week. He had an older brother and a younger sister. The brother was a superstar. The sister was the only girl. So, I mean, he was that middle child. And he needed a little attention. Um, he had been around so much i mean drugs i mean people who are negative influences and and i just realized that he needed that extra special attention and when i got to him he was a lovable lovable kid lovable kid everybody loved him um and i started doing things with him just took him different places like art shows you know doing things that he started liking to do and you know skateboarding and whatnot and he was to the point where he was about to fail out of high school he wasn't going to graduate on time and just different things and I could say that I look back on the situation now, and by the time I left FAMU in 2011, he had graduated on time. Um, he actually graduated, I wouldn't say with honors, but he actually was able to impress a lot of people. So I say that's with honors, in my opinion. And he turned his whole life around. He was able to get with a different clique of people. Um, now he's even married with two kids. He has a wonderful job as a CEO. And I mean, he just completely changed his life around. And I think I, I, I like to say I had a little bit to do with that. So I think that was one of my accomplishments. And the next accomplishment that I would say is my foundation. It's called the Freddie Mae Foundation. 
And a lot of people say, oh, well, you got the name from Sally Mae or Freddie Mac. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not here to get your loans or anything, nothing like that. But um, I actually got it from my grandmother. My grandmother will be 90 next February. And she stands for everything that I want my organization to stand for, which is love, faith, hope, and charity and selfless service. And to be able to help men who've been abused, battered, addicted to drugs and alcohol in the community and their children is something that's amazing to me. Um, I got this idea when I was in the military. I was deployed to Kuwait and I had a mission to Jordan and I just had this idea of helping people. I've always been a community service individual. I've always loved people. And again, it was just something that it was, it was my calling. And I, I, I had to do something to really continue her legacy and the start of mine. And so far we've helped over 1700 people, individuals in the CSRA. And I think that's one of my second greatest accomplishments, being able to help individuals, you know, locally, and hopefully we'll be able to take it nationally pretty soon. All right, very good, thank you. And if you are successful in winning a seat on the Richmond County Board of Education, tell me what your priorities would be. I think the number one priority, if I, if I happen to win a seat, is communication. The overall consensus that I've received from parents, teachers, um, individuals in the, the community is that communication is lacking. And I want to be able to sit down and collaborate because my, my, my campaign message is started from within. Augusta has a lot of great people, organizations, and businesses that really want to help the community, but how can we start? when we don't even communicate properly. And being able to sit down with the parents, the teachers, um, even the board members, and, our, and I love to say our unsung heroes, like the bus drivers, the custodial staff, the um, cafeteria workers, and you know, people who are in a lot of support roles, I think once we start sitting down and really communicating better, then we can effectively help change the dynamic of how we teach and, and infect our kids. And I like to say infect because when you, your body gets an infection, the molecules in your body tend to change. And I like to say infect because once we start to infect, we would then infect one another and become, you know, something different and something new. So I think the communication portion is the first thing that I would really like to hit hard and make sure that we understand what we're here for. And, and of course, that's the children. Very good. And tell me, if our listeners want to learn more about you, uh, tell me where they can do that. The listeners can actually go to elect Christopher Mullins Board of Education District 10 on Facebook, and they can actually email me electchristophermullins at gmail.com, or they can simply give me a call at 706-945-6150 if they would like to volunteer, or you would just like to talk to me about anything. Um, that's pretty much it. Oh, and also, I apologize. ChristopherMullins.com, excuse me, I apologize. This is my actual website as well. Okay. So you have a website, you got Twitter, and did you say Facebook as well? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. All right. Very good. In the last few seconds, tell me, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about you or your uh, bid for this seat? The last thing I would like people to know is just, you know, whether win, lose, or draw, I think we just have to get out there and vote. I think regardless of what happens, we need to make sure that we vote and pick the right individual to sit in these seats because we cannot talk the talk 
and not walk the walk. We can't help the community and be about the community if we're not starting to do the community work from within. So again, if we, if regardless of win, lose, or draw, I think we need to go out and make sure that we vote. All right, very good. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you, I appreciate it. I certainly hope that you learned something from these candidates and you are now in a better position to make a good choice for yourself and your family as you select candidates for the District 8 and District 10 school board races. Next week on October 21st, I'll have uh, competitors in the District 4 race. As well, I will invite someone in to talk to us in regard to the education SPLOS that is also on the ballot uh, this go round. Again, as I close, I will give you my very favorite Bible verse. That is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, uh, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net because local matters.